Welcome to the Nerd Gospel Podcast, where we discuss evil clowns that live in sewers, and then we teach you how to evangelize to them. I'm your host, Heath. I'm Jeremy. <laughs> Let's get to the news. Uh, there's a lot to talk about, Jeremy. Uh, we, Him and I just went on a trip, on a little retreat, with some middle schoolers. That was a lot of fun. Our middle schoolers. Our our middle schoolers. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that was a lot, a lot of fun. Um, so we, I'm a youth pastor, if uh, you didn't know that before, and Jeremy is one of the leaders here at the church, and we had a really good time. Yep. So, good boys. Uh, 700 something middle school kids. Anyway, so this may be, this podcast may be a little bit late, just a day late or something, mm-hmm. uh, but that is why. So that's why I bring that up. Because we're out ministering, okay? Because we're doing real work. We're on the streets, okay? <laughs> that's right. We're on the streets, people. <laughs> Jeremy, did you know, did you know this? That there are nearly 400 new species of various plant slash animal life that was discovered in the Amazon this year. Did you know that? This year? Just this year. I did not. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. Uh, this is roundabout. This means one new species every two days or so. Is that not wild? Do we have people just walking around like, what's that? It, I can't believe the rainforest. Like, I guess this is rainforest. I Amazon. It's just, people Amazon, just say the sure. Amazon. Or, you know, what? who's the Amazon guy? Steve Bezos. He's out there. In, yeah. <laughs> it's just like in his own, his own company. He's like, oh, new species. I don't know if he talks like that. Mm. Uh, that means that's over 2,000 species found in the past 17 years oh. alone. Wow. 216 were previously unknown plants. Okay, so a lot of these are plants. Plants. 93 fish, fish, 32 amphibians, frogs, I guess. 19 reptiles, one bird, and 20 mammals. 20 new mammals. 20 new mammals, and two of them are fossils. Oh, so 18. Yeah, so it's really cool. Two, so 18 alive, two wow. not alive, right. frozen. Dead. Or not frozen. Not fossilized. Amazon, fossilized. <laughs> uh, anyways, I, I think that's super cool. That's news, folks, because... You're not going to hear that in CNN. That's you're not going to hear it on the fake news sites. Don't care you're going to hear it right here. Species, yeah, four hundred. But it's it's incredible that you could literally like trip over a new species in the Amazon. <laughs> yeah, you just go out there. And oh my word, making science. I love it because God has put all these like all of these creatures that He made, and we're just now discovering them. And He's been like, yeah, it's been around for you know thousands of years, and I've just enjoyed that thing. Yeah, enjoy your cataloging. Yeah, enjoy it. Have fun. <laughs> um, there's a brand new illustrated Die Hard book coming out this Christmas. And it looks like a children's golden book, but if you you've seen Die Hard, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of violence in the book, yeah. and uh, I would assume language as well. Some catchphrases. I love Die Hard. Okay, like I seriously love Die Hard. There are some people, me included, that watch this as a Christmas movie. Would mm-hmm. you say it's a Christmas movie? I think so. I would say so. I mean, it is occurs at Christmas time. Yes, right? that's the only really Christmas yeah. aspect. Yeah, because the same thing is true of like Home Alone. There's nothing Christmas about that movie. That's other not true. It's the magic of Christmas. Both of them are both of them at Christmas. Yeah, that is interesting. They're Christmas it? movies. What a weird circumstance that <laughs> the same kid and the same two villains would yeah, just happen to meet. But then he learns how to share his life with with homeless. Heart. I don't know. Two like, homeless people. He learns well, something. no, the first guy's not homeless, I guess. He's just an old man with a shovel. He just lives in a really nice and the neighborhood. Second one probably homeless. has a lot of money. Yeah, the turtle doves. <laughs> I used to, sad. You know, I didn't know what a turtle dove was growing up as a kid. <laughs> I was like, what is a turtle mixed with a dove? A new species. Yeah, it's That's a flying what I was like turtle. In Am- and the Amazon. This is serious news. Pray for Montana and the wildfires. Uh, if you're listening to this much later on, I hope we've prayed for it and the fires have stopped. That would be great. Uh, It's absolutely awful. I read a post today where a guy was saying that um, people are breathing in smoke Mm -hmm. and they're coughing up blood. Yep. So that's a serious, serious thing. Uh, On the flip side of that, both of my parents and my wife's parents live in Florida Mm -hmm. and they're, they're doing great actually right now. The hurricane Irma Mm -hmm. came through and the weird thing is the water's been pulled back. Yeah. So it looks like a tsunami type thing, but nothing's happening. Like wow. the the sky's fine, everything. It's not it didn't even rain really. That's awesome. So um so that's really good. I know that Irma did, I think uh there were a few people that died. Yeah. So that's really awful. But uh thank the Lord that it, it didn't do what it did in Texas. And in all kinds of those natural disasters, don't stop at praying for people to be safe. Yeah. Pray for the circumstances that God's placed them in and those in those disasters yeah. that those would lead to gospel conversations. You know, you know what was great about this? I heard it on the news the other day, um, a Christian, not news, I'm sorry, a Christian radio station, mm-hmm. which is usually just kind of non-denominational kind of mainstream. Yeah. And the guy says, he says, pray for the people uh, affected by Irma and pray that God's will will be done no matter what. 
Right. And I was like, man, I love, wow, it's awesome. Yeah. You never hear that on the Christian radio station, or at least yeah. I've never heard it. So yeah. uh, that's great. Along those same lines too, this was uh, kind of interesting. People were saying, oh, is this the end? Is this the end times? Yeah. And I always reply, well, today we're one step closer than we were yesterday. And hallelujah. <laughs> so hallelujah. Sean Gordon Murphy. That's a guy with three, three first names. Sean Gordon Murphy. Yep. Sean Gordon Murphy. Uh, he's writing a new Batman story where Batman is the villain. You you told me about this, actually, Jeremy. I went looking up. Look at what I'm doing. Um, Batman is the villain, and Joker <laughs> and Harley Quinn are apparently the good guys. Yeah. And it's called White Knight. Right. So very... But his reiteration is of Joker. Well done. <laughs> like Joker's not crazy anymore. He's just... <laughs> yeah, he's wicked, just like a... Wicked smog. He looks like, an, uh, like a politician or something in the pictures I've seen. Yeah, so they say they're taking all yeah. of Joker's tenacity and uh, intelligence, and they're yeah. just taking away his psychopathic. So instead of some men wanting to watch the world burn, Mm -hmm. some men just want to not watch the world burn. Right. They would like to defend defend the city against Batman's injustice. So he's basically Batman, but Joker. Right. Okay. Sean, uh, Sean Gordon or Murphy. Uh, you, can you imagine his mother? <laughs> Sean Gordon Murphy. Uh, she apparently talks just British. like yeah. Steve Bezos does. <laughs> Sean Gordon Murphy, get in here. Oh, it's different now. Um, okay, this is the main thing. Musk watch. We're it gets back. deeper every time you do that. <laughs> now, now it can't. No, I won't do it. <laughs> One time it'll just be inaudible. Only dogs will hear it. It'll yeah. be so deep. SpaceX astronaut suits. Have you seen these? He, no. annou- he announced them on Twitter, I think, or Insta. Insta. I don't follow him on Insta. Uh-huh. They look like something out of a video game. Like they look streamlined. Like, that's the only word I can think of. Like, like, like have you seen? Um, imagine a space movie that's modern. Yeah, like uh, The Martian. Mm-hmm. You've seen his suit yep. in The Martian. It looks way cooler than that suit. Wow. And that suit's meant to look way cooler than previous suits. Okay. Right. So this thing looks awesome. Now, does it look like it will protect anything at all? No. But it will. Because it's Musk. I guess so, because it's Musk. I mean, like the puffy suits, like that made sense. But now I'm looking back at the puffy suits, I'm going, why, how can we have Musk, what Musk is giving us, mm-hmm. which looks like a leotard, <laughs> and then and then why did we need Michelin Man before? Well, I don't... Pressurized, right? It's a bunch of air. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Suit. Like Musk's looks like it's just uh, kind of like a jumpsuit. Hmm. I don't know. Anyways, I think somebody's lying to us and maybe it's Musk. Maybe he's not actually. Maybe going we've to space. never been to space. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it was all a ah. set. <laughs> no, nobody believes that, Jeremy. Oh, oh. that's foolishness. Uh, here's some quotes from Musk. He says, "Robots will take all of our jobs, and the government will have to pay our wages." That's true. He says, "Robots will push everyone to a universal basic income, and Walt robots will do all the work for us." That sounds pretty nice, actually. No, just sitting around. <laughs> no, man is made for work. Let him be. Horrific. He says, "Robots will be able to do everything better than us." <laughs> that's my. Yeah, that, that's my favorite quote Robots that they can do. do everything better than us, hmm. except for lounge about. What about just art? Yeah, I, think I don't think artists will be replaced. He, he gives robots far too much credit. Yeah. He really, I mean, he's shooting for the, the moon here with robots. But then afraid of the moon. Yeah. Also. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that. robots can do a lot, but like, so here's, here's my segue. Would you, would you agree it's safe to say that Musk is scared of robots, Jeremy? He does seem he to does have seem some fear. There's some fear? Afraid. Interesting word, because that's what we're talking about. Let's, hit, uh, let's go to the main event. I didn't know. The main event is the fear. We're talking fear. Yeah. Who said, uh, who was the president? The only thing you have to fear, oh, JFK. The only thing you have to fear is fear itself. That's right. <laughs> Can you pass the mashed I'm just potatoes? Doing, I'm, doing, I'm doing Steve Bezos tonight in every way. <laughs> Uh, that's not even his name, probably. Who I knows? don't even know who you're talking about. <laughs> uh, we're talking fear. What What are you afraid of? What is it that scares you? And the reason that kind of sparked all this is because, one, October's coming up. Ooh. Ooh. Hey. Uh, and we saw the movie It, about Pennywise, the dancing <sighs> clown. And it was a little uh, creepy. It was a little scary. So we're going to talk about that. October's coming up. So here's kind of what the schedule's going to look like. All right? I'm going to tease it. I'm going to give you a little tease. The tease is we're talking about cryptids, cryptozoology, Bigfoot, uh-huh. Loch Ness Monster, Whoa. vampires, maybe vampires, Whoa. vampires. All right. All right. Uh, we're talking ghosts, Casper. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're That's talking be an interesting one. Angels and demons. That's angels and demons angels in America. <laughs> it's French. Uh, and then we're, ta- we're going to end it all with should Christians celebrate Halloween? Spoiler alert. I'm going to dress up this year. 
So spoiler alert, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but we're going to talk a little bit about the origins of it uh, and where it came out of, and see what the Bible has to say. and see what the Bible has to say because there are legitimate like growing up wasn't allowed to go trick or treating. Mm. So um, well, I, I don't think I wasn't allowed to. I think my parents just uh, did a frown every time I. You know, they went into their bedrooms and wept because it's them. greedy. <laughs> and it's, yeah. There's too much sugar. Yeah. Uh, so we'll. I think that'll be loads of fun, and I hope uh, all our listeners will think that as well. We'll yep. see. Yep. Maybe not. Uh, so let's start off briefly today by discussing the movie It, and then we'll talk about fear and what the Bible has to say about fear. Does that sound good to you, Jeremy? That sounds fantastic. Okay. So here's a quick disclaimer about the film itself. Jeremy, would you would you recommend this film to a 13 year old child? No. Oh. Why not? Um, there's too much. Oh, okay. Here it is. You, so my 18-year-old son would have had nightmares. Yes. And I know this because we talked about the movie with him in the room, and yes. then he had nightmares. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the, it's alarming, and you don't need to subject children to undue alarm. Yes, absolutely agree. It's rated R for a reason. And there are some movies that are rated R for different various things. This one, I would say pushes it in certain regards, certain mm-hmm. aspects. Like you would think, well, okay, it has to be over the top bloody. Is it over the top bloody? No. No, mm-hmm. that's not it. There's blood, but... There's blood, but it's not like gory, gory, super gory. Right. What it does push over is language, adult themes, mm-hmm. like super language coming out of kids' mouths, which is very... For me, for me as a youth pastor, like I, I hear some of that, but not to this extent. Right. Um, and certainly not celebrated. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's very celebrated. Pe- I mean, people laughed at it. And I and I know that's I know it's realistic because I've heard some of this yeah. stuff and yeah. and even to some extent when I was growing up my friends talked like this. Sure. Okay, I understand that. Uh, but I don't like it in a script. Yeah, I don't like it. So that's very so do not yeah, that's bad. So I would say here's my disclaimer. Rated R for a reason. Mhm. If you're a child at all or even considered child, even 18 I would say don't let yeah, don't go <laughs> see this, okay? Uh, if you're an an adult like Jeremy and I, mm-hmm. and you can discern, have discernment of things. Right. Uh, if you and you want to see it, and you like horror movies, and you you know you're a weirdo, and you like stuff like we do, <laughs> just go. Okay, that's fine. But that's our disclaimer. Yeah, and you know, know yourself. Yeah, uh, you, yeah. With all these things, you have to know yourself because you could. Right. I've seen some PG thirteen movies where I've like I've been ashamed that I had to you know that I watched it, or I've even walked out of certain things. Yeah. Um, so, so just know yourself, know what you're watching. So that's our quick disclaimer. So g- jumping into the film, give us a synopsis of the film. Okay. Run so, through it. So this is going to be a uh, spoiler. Yep. Everywhere. Oh, super spoiler. heavy. We're going to talk about everything, because, but you know what? I think that's okay because my wife was like, yeah, I'm never going to see it. So I think a lot of people listening to this will be like, yep, never going to see it. <laughs> uh, give us the, the skinny on it. But you if know? you're, if you're dying to be spoiler free watching the movie, this is, yeah. uh, this is your warning. So yeah, there's this town and uh, Dairy, Dairy, Indiana. I don't know. Sure, somewhere. Dairy, Indiana. Dairy, America. <laughs> and uh, there's people. Small going. town, USA. <laughs> there's. Uh, we find out that there's a lot of people that are going missing. Uh, we're introduced to every 27 years. Right. Every 27. That's we're very introduced important. to all. Well, the basic main characters when we see Georgie, oh, who's a little boy, yeah, uh, be abduct, abducted rather violently. Uh, by a clown in a sewer who lives in the sewer in a tr- sewage pipe, a drainage. He seems very nice, and then he doesn't seem nice at all after because he bites the kid's arm off. He does so. S- huge spoiler alert. That. that kind of jumps you into the movie. Like uh, I remember reading, watching this documentary about Jaws, the movie mm-hmm. Jaws, and in the movie Jaws, if you if you've seen it, the, a little kid dies yeah. at the very beginning of the movie Jaws, yeah. and Steven Spielberg says to this day. If he could go back in time, he would he would erase that one moment. Oh, really? Because now that he has kids, I mean, I feel this. Yeah. Now that he has kids, he says he never wants to see any of that in movies. Right. So kids to him are sacred. And if you've seen like E.T. Uh, and other movies he's done since then, mm-hmm. he he does that. He keeps kids innocent safe. and sacred and safe. Yeah. Um, so that is, so it's alarming. It is right off the bat to see an alien clown in a sewer bite a kid's arm off. <laughs> yeah, and it's in like the first three minutes, and yes. it's ready to go. Yeah. Uh, so then uh, there's a bunch of like investigating. So we get introduced to a bunch of characters. Most of them is uh, Georgie's older brother, Billy? Bill? Sure. Whatever yeah, Billy. the kid's name is. He's Bobby. Very, very nice. Uh, Sean Gordon Murphy is his name. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> SGM uh, uh, and his friends all do some investigating and they 
Yeah, know. because they're kids and they do this and it's a yeah, movie. Because it's a, a movie from the 80s made in 2017. <laughs> yeah. And um, eventually they discover that this this epidemic of missing kids and missing adults is occurring every 27 years. And they are also all being visited by Pennywise. Who's an alien. An alien. Clown who feeds off fear and he can kind of get in your brain. Right. So, so he appears as something to scare you. Yeah. So that's why he appears as a clown. Yes. He's not an actual clown. And then, yeah, they all... Discover. A lot of stuff happens. Oh, a lot of stuff. <laughs> Crazy, scary stuff happens. They discover him in the sewer. Yep. And spoiler alert, they beat him up with All baseball bats stuff. and yeah. other sticks yeah. and pointy objects. And they discover that as they uh, lose their fear of him yes. through just bravery. He, he gains his weak. He becomes weakened. Yep. To the point where they can defeat him and they basically put him to sleep for the next 27 years. Yeah, they club him over the head, yep. which is where chapter two comes in, dun, 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 where there, there is adults and whatnot. Uh, anyway, so that's literally, we just saved you, what, 13 bucks, depending on where you live, 12 yep. bucks. Yeah, and it, what, you don't have, won't have any nightmares now? No, you're fine. <laughs> you, know, I, you know, the scary thing is, this is the sad part. Jeremy and I went in and we thought it was about a comedy. We thought it was about a clown. <laughs> And we were rudely awakened yeah. at, at the very first five minutes. That's why I'm saying the kid got his arm bit off. I was like, well, that wasn't funny at all. Yeah, maybe it gets funnier. Let's I, stay. Yeah, and then we kept waiting for a laugh, and there wasn't one. Yeah. So, unfortunately. Heath jumped um, a lot of times. You know, you know, I joke around about that. My my grandparents went to Men in Black one time thinking uh -huh. it was a like a agent secret agent movie. <laughs> oh. They're like, what? And my grandfather was like, this isn't secret agents. <laughs> Oh my word! Uh, so here, so here's the interesting thing about so okay, why are we talking about a radar horror film? You mm -hmm. know, on the podcast, yeah. that's a that's a good question to ask. Yeah. Here's why: the film is unique in a couple of ways. Mm -hmm. uh, in modern horror films nowadays, the the tendency is to keep, and even in uh, the horror genre as a as a whole, yeah. you keep the monster hidden, yeah, because the whole fear of the monster and really the fear in our own lives is the unknown. Right. So the less we see of the monster, the scarier it becomes. Yeah. We never know where his hand's going to pop out or just a, a quick glimpse of his face. You know, yeah. like this like, is Halloween or all the paranormal activity. Thing. Yeah. That oh was yeah. All with That's like, all build up. No idea what's happening. It's literally an hour and a half of build up, yeah. And then the last five minutes is like, Nonstop chaos and the worst part of the movie and the worst part of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> the buildup is actually good because it's tense and fun. So, so that this is the different thing. Pennywise is all over the place. Yeah, all over. You do not stop seeing him. Yeah, and for me personally, he never stopped being scary. Like he yep. was, and it wasn't that he was scary; he was unnerving. Yeah, and he's coming out in the daylight, in plain yeah. view. Yeah, like not hidden at all. You're. He's he's in a library at one point, yeah. and nobody else sees him because he can get in your head, so you see what he wants you right. to see. And like anytime they they reveal him, it's this slow reveal where you already know it's him, yeah. but his face just suddenly it's very yeah, and very he talks alarming. real goofy. Anyway, so that's unique. Okay, the second thing is it happens like you said during the day. Um, there's a part outside of a house in the broad daylight. And so you don't feel safe because mm -hmm. as a moviegoer, you're like, well, it's bright day. This is fine. Everything's fine right now. Right. Nope. Not fine. Uh, and, the, and the third thing for me, why, why it was so unique is it plays on a wide array of emotions. Mm -hmm. There's one specific moment where uh, I was extremely tense and Jeremy was tense. Mm -hmm. And there's a, there's a parent who is, uh, we'll get to this in a second, but there's a parent who's like attacking his own daughter yeah. and the daughter hits the, the dad and he's on the ground and you breathe a sigh. Like you're mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, I can breathe again. Mm -hmm. And then and then all of a sudden you've forgotten about Pennywise and there he is, pops right up, grabs her. And Jeremy and I both looked at each other and Jeremy's like, yeah, that got me. <laughs> I mean, like, and you and the whole audience, like, it got us. Like, it, it well done. Yeah, it got us. It was us. good storytelling. Very yeah. Good. Up and down, up and down. And you care for the kids. And mm -hmm. it was good story time. Anyway, so that's kind of about the film. Uh, the kids in the film, it's really about them yep. and the violence they face. Yeah. Now, the interesting thing to me about the film is that Pennywise, he feeds off the fear, he gets power through it, but he's actually, in my mind, not even the worst part of the movie. Yeah, not even close. He's not even the worst part of the movie because he is fake yep. and he's goofy at moments. Mm -hmm. Like at, by the end, when they've learned to stop being afraid of him, mm -hmm. he, it, he, you show, like the movie shows you just how silly he really is. Yeah, he's right. a dancing clown. And he's literally powerless at that point. Yeah, he's he powerless. Like he can't do anything to them, and they're just there's a bunch of kids wailing on him with bats. Yeah. What is terrifying throughout the whole film, and you kind of realize it pretty quickly what's going on. Every single one of their parents yeah. is a deadbeat. Yeah, or every worse. or worse. Yeah, abusive, 
one kid, one of their moms um, gets the kid on placebos and forces him to like live this secluded life. Yeah, she's like forced him to be a hypochondriac. By yeah, deceiving. Yeah, him. she's imposing all these things on her kid just to hold him in. Right. One of the dads is um, abusive to his daughter and yeah. keeps her locked in the house, and that's really hard to deal with yeah. in the film. The other, the other parents are just kind of apathetic. They lose their son Georgie, and they just don't care. Really, they just right. go on, move on. There's even one scene where uh, a missing girl's picture is posted, and another kid goes missing, and the town plasters the missing poster over that one right and moves on yeah and you kind of watch this as a, as a movie go and you go well that's just silly mm-hmm. no one would ever do that yeah and yet here we are in 2017 and we do this all the time we move from one tragedy to the next and we forget what we were upset about yeah the week before yeah i mean we'll see this with i mean everything Right? Yeah, when we when we had that nightclub shooting in Miami. Oh my word! Yeah, like I was having to remind myself to keep praying for the uh, the, the families and the victims yeah. and all that stuff because I uh, that one particularly struck me. It just seemed like an opportunity for the gospel to come into those people's yeah. lives. So I was just trying to pray that there would be people around them that would that would come and speak you know words of truth and comfort. Yeah, and uh, it was hard to stay focused on that. And I don't mean for like a few months. Like if I didn't have that written down because it left the news so quickly. Yeah. Yeah, I, and I we're bombarded. Yeah. I mean, we're going to see we're going to see this later on because I have a list of fears and it's interesting to see how we as a culture has have moved in yeah. our fears collectively mm-hmm. due to what we're bombarded with. Yeah. Through the media, through everything. Yeah. It was the parents that made it like there were some things where I I didn't want to watch the movie I, yeah. right now. It was hard to watch. Um and and it was evil because it's real evil. Yeah. That with that real kid's face. Yeah. And there's a not some clown. Right. There are real circumstances that kids and adults find themselves in that are yeah. perpetrated by evil people. And that's not fake. And and that's the hard thing. You watch Pennywise the clown, and no matter how scary his image is or how scary it is that, oh my gosh, if that happens, yeah. Okay, well that would never happen. <laughs> Whereas it's uh, irrational. Yeah, it's, somebody a poor girl with an abusive father is a real thing. Yeah. And the and the other side of the coin is there are there's a bully in the film named Henry Mm -hmm. and he is just a sociopath, just psychotic, crazy. And you go, why is this kid the way he is like this kid? And there, he's got some, you know, cronies with him who just follow along. At one point they're taking a pocket knife and he's going to carve his name into the kids, this kid's belly. Yeah. The kid's bullying. Yeah. Bullying. And, and you go, certainly somebody's got to stop this. And one of the cronies goes, Henry, like, dude, stop. And he just gives him one little quick head jerk. And Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, and he cowers. Right. And you and once again you watch it and go, Well, this is not real life. This couldn't happen. Yeah. And then you go, No, this this happens every day. Unfortunately. This happens all across America. How do I know? Well, I'm a youth pastor. Yeah. And I talk to my kids. Yeah. And I hear about stuff that they deal with. And so this is it should be a reminder to us as parents that we need to be talking with our kids. We need to because the real evil in this world is in our backyard. Yeah. It's not a clown. Yeah. You know, that's what it's always been. And um, the the sad part is the Henry in the movie, his dad is crazy. Right. He's, he's this. Um, yeah, he's made him what Henry is. He's made Henry what he is. And not to blame him for everything. Obviously, Henry yeah. falls on plenty of blame. That's that's the thing. I mean, that's the issue. It's all the parents. It's almost an indictment on on, on parents and apathy mm-hmm. of evil towards evil yeah. throughout the whole movie. Yeah. Um, you see so, the kids being the only ones that fight back. Yeah, the, the kids are, are the only ones who fight back. Out. Yeah, yeah, the parents have checked out. So uh, with all of that having been said, now you can kind of see why, why it intrigued us mm-hmm. and why we want to talk a little bit about this. So and what we want to talk about is not the movie, but no. fear. Yeah, the talk fear, about fear. Yeah, the yeah. fear and just the themes that the movie kind of... Because this is what the whole point of the podcast is. We come from everything with a Christian worldview. Mm-hmm. And so even when we watch something like it, we go, well, what is a secular writer mm-hmm. and a secular director, what are they trying to put forth from their worldview and then where does the gospel, where does the God's truth yeah. shine in that? And they have no clue that they're shining it forward. Right. And I think what we just talked about, the evil that they're they're interacting with and they're going, well, what is this? Why is this in the world? Why are parents like this? Why, you know, uh, why are people scared? I think that's what we need to shine light into. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first thing is, uh, here's kind of, what are you afraid of in real life, Jeremy? Um, what is something that lately, scares you? Dark windows, because yeah. I am fully expecting to see Pennywise's face on the yeah. other side. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to, but I'm afraid. Yeah. Uh, 
No, actually, always uh, dark reflective surfaces have always freaked me out. Ooh, it's yeah. because when I was a kid, I had a, a cousin who was old enough to not to know not to do this to me. Yeah. But we did the Bloody Mary thing in, oh. the, in the mirror. Yeah. And uh, I didn't see anything, but I fully expected to. And since then, I've been afraid of dark mirrors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With all that stuff, uh, this is a quick disclaimer. Mm-hmm. Don't mess with that stuff. Yeah. We, we were talking about this. Um, even just seeing the movie, we feel uneasy. You know, yes. don't mess with this stuff. Like as a Christian, especially don't like what what are you right. doing yeah. don't goof around with that stuff don't even play with it yeah there's a real spiritual dimension to everything that All happens in our world yeah <laughs> so yeah uh, don't don't play around if with it, it seems like something bad spiritual could happen then then don't do yeah. that uh, i tend to be so that's an irrational fear you have yeah there's yeah there's nothing about the uh, dark surface of a mirror that should alarm yeah me. all my fears are absolutely rational too i was yeah. telling i told you <laughs> in the cabin while yeah. we were at the tree i'm legitimately terrified of late at night driving down a road mm-hmm. and nobody's around like no cars it's like three o'clock two o'clock maybe i'm almost running out of gas okay so that's in my back of my head <laughs> okay. too and i'm scared a troll is gonna pop out and demand a toll like in the middle of the road <laughs> because if I, if a big troll pops out i'm not gonna floor it i'm just gonna panic and i'm gonna freeze up i know myself i'm gonna freeze mm-hmm. up and i'm gonna sit there and he's gonna be like give me a gold coin and i'll say i don't have a gold coin i don't only have dollar bills and he'll be like and he'll kill me the, the funny <laughs> thing is i mentioned that to somebody an elder in our church and he gave me a gold coin, a gold coin so and you? he said if you ever see a troll in the middle of the road give him this and i'm like oh finally currency they'll take so an elder in our church Freed you from fear. <laughs> Freed me from Amazing. Fear. <laughs> That's what they're supposed to do. This is weird, but so yeah. So ultimately, I mean, all these fears are really irrational, at least yep. the ones I have. I was yep. scared of butterflies as a kid. Like, what? what? I would, You know, that the reflective services thing speaks to me uh-huh. because I, in the house I grew up in, my parents were all the way down on the other side of the house and I was on the other side and in between us was a door yeah. leading outside. And I would walk by that door to get to the kitchen and I would look and there would be a little mirror or not a mirror, but a little window. Right. And I thought, what if somebody's face pops up? Yeah. And I, oh, oh, right now we're recording this at night and there's an open window yeah. over a uh, shoulder and oh. I cannot look to see. Don't. Oh, <laughs> you, but you know what? If you're listening to this, don't turn around. Don't. You're fine. You're, you're fine. You're fine. Just don't turn around. Don't, don't, turn around. don't worry about it. Um, so, so, so we're afraid of stupid, irrational things. Yes. Um, this is funny. I looked up. I said, why are people afraid of cons? I Googled that. And it's actually this thing called the uncanny, uncanny valley effect. Okay. And what it means is that if you look at, I don't know why it's called the uncanny valley. I'm sure there's a reason. Mm-hmm. But it's anything that looks a little off. Right. So if you look at, like, why are people afraid of mannequins? Because it's oddly shaped humans. Right. It's not, our brains say, that's not a human. That's not right. CGI faces look off. Hmm. You can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, and so clowns have giant feet because they get the big shoes. Right. They have the big smiles. Yeah. And so kids intuitively, our brains say, something is not right about that human. You need to be a little ner- wary. Right. Right? Be careful. Not right. Yeah, be okay. So that's interesting. Now I have yeah. a reason. I'm like, okay, so people just, you know, it's not un- unreasonable. Okay. Uh, they did a survey of 240 kids about a hospital children's hospital decor this is funny okay and they gave them all these different themes and they gave them a circus with clown themes and 240 out of 240 said nope (laughs) heck no Uh uh-uh no clowns so uh they you know they're against it so what are people afraid of in 2010 i i pulled some polls here and some info and once again Mm -hmm. polls are you know it's crazy. I don't trust them too much. But uh, in 2010, speaking in public was number one, which mm-hmm. I've heard forever. Yeah, uh, I think Jerry Seinfeld famously said uh, people would rather be in the coffin at a eulogy than <laughs> giving the eulogy. Giving yeah. the eulogy. Yep. Uh, speaking in public, heights was number two. Mm-hmm. Insects and bugs were number three. Some of these keep continuing on. Financial yeah. problems, uh, I guess in 2010 that would make sense. <laughs> there was a lot of stuff going on. Uh, deep water. Oddly enough, sickness, death, flying, loneliness, and dogs. Dogs were at 10. People love dogs. People do love dogs. You know, my sister was scared of dogs. I guess kids. For a long time. Um, So if you're listening to this, sister, I love you. You're not scared of dogs anymore. She owns a dog now. So hey, there you go. Overcame. Yeah, overcame it. Now listen to this. In just two years' time, Ah. in 2012, bugs and snakes topped that. So I think people were like, oh, I'm not going to say public speaking anymore. (laughs) <laughs> or, or maybe they're asking people in public, uh-huh. what are you afraid of? And they're like, well, I'm speaking right now. Oh. 
uh, or they're just not talking to introverts. Uh, Bugs and Snakes was number one. Needles okay. became number two. I'm not sure what 2012. People did think the world was going to end in 2012. Yeah, it must have been around Halloween, and they're like, yeah. oh, there's needles in candy. Yeah, claustrophobia. That makes sense. Strangers, clowns. And here's where clowns kind of t- gets on the list. Uh-huh. And ghosts. Huh. I think it was around Halloween, maybe they asked. In 2016, now this is very telling. Terrorism is now number one. Yeah. Corruption of government. Okay. Wow. People I love dying, they said. Mm. Uh, something called tri- tripophobia, which is the fear of holes. What? Yeah. It's okay. I, I looked this up. It's like think like objects with holes. It's really weird. So it's not like getting stuck in a hole or falling no, into a hole. No, no, no. It's like things with like weird surfaces and textures and stuff. Holes. Yeah. My friend, my friend has this. My friend Nick does not like weird textures and stuff like that. Sorry, Nick. But people are really messed up. Like, I know. What? Fear of holes. Uh, flying. Fear of germs. Dogs again. So they've moved actually up on the list. Huh. Claustrophobia. Crowded spaces and snakes and spiders. So some, you know. Some classics. Yeah. We got some classics in there. I have some claustrophobia, but it's not like uh, small spaces. It has to be yeah. small enough where I'm jammed up. Yeah. Like if I was to crawl into a tunnel where I'd have to like worm my way through the tunnel, I, I can't yeah. do that. I would have and, a panic And I wouldn't attack. say it's a fear, but like if you put me on a tall building and I look down, I'm going to get a little sick. Hmm. It's not like I'm scared of it, but I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm a black. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting to know how people's fears change with the times. I mean, in just... Six years from, and you can think of it in your own life. Like think of how much the world has changed in six years. Mm -hmm. We're actually, we're recording this on 9-11. Yeah. Um, And so when, when I read terrorism, like I'm like, well, you know, what happened? Like things have changed in the world quite a bit. Uh, So it's interesting to know how people's fears change. Um, The clown stuff is interesting though, because it's fairly recent, like 30 years or so. Okay. And I think uh, last year we had those clown sightings. You seen those like where people would dress up? Was like that clowns. nationwide or was that local? It was nationwide. Okay, I'm pretty sure. I know we but, had a lot of it going on here. Yeah, 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 a lot of it going on. And if and like the interesting thing to me about all that stuff, if you go to YouTube and type in like clown prank, mm-hmm. like I don't know how these people are not getting killed because right. if a clown pops up, I'm sorry, I'm gonna go wail on it. Like yeah. like I'm gonna go nuts. Okay, you're gonna, you're gonna freeze for a I'm troll, gonna say, but you're gonna honey, beat, beat I'm gonna tell my wife like take take our son. I'm gonna go. I'm going to go beat up a clown right now. Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's going to happen. What is it in Billy Madison? And he goes and beats up the clown like, you're going to die, clown. I don't really know that movie. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so the clown signs last year. If you see a clown, save a life. Go beat it up. <laughs> Whoa. Don't. No. I'm just kidding. We're pacifists. Uh, he's uh, a pacifist. Go I'm beat not. up a clown. <laughs> Mass hysteria. So this makes me think. So some of the clown signs, I guarantee you that's like a bunch of kids. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but the interesting thing is once it pops up in the news, all of a sudden everyone starts seeing it. Sure. Okay. Now this is funny because while we were on the retreat, I, we took the kids out on a long walk yeah, and we, dark. and we were looking for this mythical creature called the homo salitis, which is actually not which mythical, is the, but a this is mummy some, thing. Something we made up. It's like yeah. a mummy thing. And I took the kids down this dark path and I pretended to see eyeballs mm-hmm. at the end. I go, Oh my word. Do you guys see that? And all of a sudden they go, yeah, we see it. And they're like, you know, nothing's there. And I'm going, run, run. You know, and I'm going, I'm going dad voice, like, get out of here, you know, save yourselves. And they all start going, ah, and they're screaming and running. Yeah. Oh, my word, it was funny. But that's how mass hysteria works. Right. One believable person in authority yeah. sees something, pronounces it as true, and then people are like, yes, this has to be true. Yeah. It's, it's always interesting, like, you'll, you'll watch Fox News, and then it'll be like, well, the world's ending. And then the next commercial is like gold, buy gold now, you know, yeah. <laughs> all the banks buy gold. Now. There's this funny thing that happened. It's not really funny. It's kind of sad. In October 30th, 1938, H.G. Wells famously mm-hmm. had a War of the Worlds radio broadcast. Yeah. And while they were in the the, the, the theme of it, the, the program's format was a simulated ni- live newscast of developing events. Mm-hmm. So inter- interrupting programs was a guy going in authority mm-hmm. saying, this just in Mars is having explosions and people are like, what, what's going on? Right. You know, cause it's from the news Yeah, and he goes, this just in aliens are now attacking any, they're telling the events of war of the worlds yeah. and they're thinking it's just going to be fun. They even announced that it was fake. It was going to be fun. But people who were just tuning in mm-hmm. were freaking out. Yeah. And during the broadcast, cops start storming the radio, the news radio plays and they're having to shut down the system. HG Wells has to write this huge retraction and apologies yeah. and there's mass panic in the streets. Yeah. Like there were even some people committed suicide. Some people were looting and injured and injured. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, th- so I just tell that story because one, it's interesting, but two, it shows how a- as a culture mm-hmm. fear can consume us yeah. if we allow it. Yeah. And if we don't use discernment, 
Like if I went and saw it and I didn't have discernment and I literally went home and said, now I'm scared to death of clowns and I really believe this is true. Right. Because there are some people. Or if somebody like was that. dumb enough to walk into the middle of a showing of it dressed as Pennywise <laughs> and somebody shot them. Yeah. Like, yeah. Be, yeah. Jeremy said, if bad. there was a red balloon that floated in here right now, I'd be done. <laughs> I'd be done too. I'd, and I just I'd mean clock like, out. I would lose control of body functions or something. I wouldn't yeah. kill the red balloon. Yeah. <laughs> I guess the balloon I could. 99 red loof balloons. <laughs> um, so, so all of this, what does the Bible say about fear? Yeah. Because this is what matters. Yeah. Who cares? Who cares about all this? Yeah. Who cares about what does the Bible have to say about fear? Because listen, everybody gets scared Mm -hmm. of something. Sometimes a lot of it's irrational. Um, The Bible in the Bible, there's two types of fear. And the first one is fear of the Lord. And the second is every, every other fear, unhealthy fear. Yep. That's it. And Jeremy and I, where I go, is there a third fear? Is there a time? No, there's fear of the Lord, Mm -hmm. which brings blessings with it. Yeah. And a lack of fear brings curses right. with of it, the Lord. Of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then everything else is, is foolishness. Like the Bible constantly says, if you fear other things, then you're not trusting in God. Yeah. And it's just silly. Why would you do that? Yeah. Uh, can you read the first Psalm there? So we're going to read some scripture here and, and chat, yep. chat about it. So this is Psalm 111, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. All right, so what it, let's let's first say what does it mean to fear the Lord? So what it doesn't mean is cowering, thinking that the Lord's going to come get you. Yes, like a mean father. Right. Yeah. Uh it it borders on I should have looked up the uh the etymology here, but uh it's it's like a term of respect, but a respect in the sense of awe that's due to yeah. God. It's uh it's not like you respect his authority because somebody put him in that position. You respect his authority because he's the source of all things. Yeah. It's this, uh, we talk about God at times as a consuming fire. Fire is good, but you're careful with it. You yeah. understand that it, its power can harm you. Now, God is different than a fire because he's willful. So he intends to do what he intends to do. He's yeah. not dangerous like we have he's to not wield wild. him. Yeah. Right. Um, or chaotic, I should say. I guess C.S. Lewis, we frequently quote C.S. Lewis. So he talks about yeah. Aslan, which is his representation of Christ yeah. in Narnia. And he says, uh, I think Lucy asks him, is Aslan safe? And he says, no, no, Aslan is not safe, uh, but he's good. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And what they, that's, that's God. God is not safe, uh, but he's good. And that's a different thing. And the Bible says it is a fearful thing to fall in the hands of a living God. Yeah. Uh, and it is. Yeah. And so, the, the analogy I constantly always tell my kids is uh, when I was growing up, I had a youth pastor named Keith, uh, who I love dearly to this day. Mm-hmm. And I remember we were at a camp, at uh, the ski camp, and we broke this lamp in the ski camp. Mm-hmm. And he came in, and we were terrified. Like, what is Keith going to do? He's going to scream at us, yell at us. And he looks at us. He looks at the lamp, yeah. looks at us, and he says, I'm so disappointed in both of you. Right. And that did more to hurt me, or not hurt me, but it did more to my heart than if he had just blown up and screamed at me and just lost it on me. Yeah. And I said, how on earth could I disappoint this person that I love? Yeah. How could I do it? So when I think of the fear of the Lord, it is a fear of respect. Yeah. Where how, Why on earth would I want to disobey my Father in heaven? Yeah. Uh, and, and, and knowing that, he, that at any moment he could snuff me out if he wanted to. Yeah. But he doesn't. That is gracious of him. Yeah. Uh, despite all the lamps I break. <laughs> yeah. Despite all the you know things I do in this life. Yeah. It's an overwhelming sense of awe. That's the fear of the Lord. It's yeah. Just you can't comprehend, and that that causes you to behave a certain way. When you can't comprehend the greatness of God, that's the fear of the Lord. Yeah. My grandmother, growing up, she had this thing called Grandma's Paddle up on the wall, mm-hmm. and it was a stick with a pillow on the end, <laughs> and we were terrified. <laughs> of that grandma's paddle. And I remember one time, only one time I ever got it. And mm-hmm. I, it was because I said, I hate my mom or I hate my dad or something like that. And yeah. she says, uh-uh, pulled out grandma's paddle and tap, tapped me with this thing. And I wailed and wailed. And it was it didn't even hurt, but it was yeah. this idea of my grandmother, right. who I love, my mother, why would I say I hate them? Like, oh my word, this fear has came over me. I never wanted it again. Yeah. What do I have to do to never experience that right. ever again? Yeah. So you imagine like the most perfect father that you can imagine, like disappointing that man. Yeah. The, that's, that's times of, you know, a trillion yeah, with God. Yeah. That's, that's what the fear of the Lord is. In the is. words of the song, he's a good, oh, good right. father. 
<laughs> we can't stand that song. Proverbs 1, seven: the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So the first one said beginning of wisdom, beginning mm-hmm. of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Yeah. Uh, so for me, it, why is it the beginning of wisdom? It's the beginning of knowledge because for one thing, with knowledge and wisdom of God comes knowledge and wisdom of who he is, mm-hmm. what he requires, and how, what is in his law. And so once I have the once I have the fear of the God and the law and the, what I know He requires, then I want to obey mm-hmm. and I want to follow that law to the best of my ability as a sinful human being. Yeah. And and there so we're on the other flip side of that Romans three eighteen. Uh, this is jumping ahead a little bit. This is unhealthy fear. It says there is no fear of God before their eyes. And Paul is talking about the sexually immoral and the evil doers and the thieves and liars and adulterers. And the whole point of that is they have no fear. So they're lawless. Right. They do whatever they want because because for them, in the words of Nietzsche, God is dead. There is no God. What, who should I fear? I'll just go eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow I die. Yeah. So imagine that same perfect father, but times a trillion. Yeah. And now you're like, I don't want anything to do with you. Yeah. Every day, willfully spitting in his face, denying him. Yeah. And But Romans 1 tells us that everyone has knowledge of God, but they suppress it in unrighteousness. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, everyone truly knows deep down inside there is a God and they willfully choose daily mm-hmm. to obey uh, and disobey. So moving on uh, to Proverbs nineteen twenty three, Can you read that yep. one? It's the fear of the Lord leads to life and whoever has it rests satisfied. He will not be visited by harm. So once again, the good fear, mm-hmm. there's all these blessings. It brings knowledge. It brings wisdom. It leads to life. Yeah. Uh, a lot of there's a, the promise, the covenant promise, or the commandment that uh, if you obey your mother and father, it will go well for you, right? right? Yeah. And it's the it's the commandment with the promise. And I think I always tell my kids practically, like, why would it go well with you if you obeyed your mother and dad? Mm-hmm. Well, maybe they, we wouldn't fight so much. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe maybe I would. You know, I always we always tell my son, my little two and a half year old son, I go, now if you obey, we can do this, uh-huh. and if you disobey, very clear rules. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, oh, my, yes, he obeys and it's wonderful. And then he does it and you go, well, that's that's life of a Christian. Right. There's very clear, uh, you know, obey your mother and father. It will go well for you. Yep. And the Fear end them. That, the end of that uh, says he will not be visited by by harm. This is the one who fears the Lord. Yeah. Um, and when anytime we come across a promise like that, we need to avoid the idea that that harm means things that you don't like. Yeah, you cannot absolutize something and say, right. oh, well, why, why did I just fall and skin my knee? Right, because that's, you don't know what God has planned for that yeah. skin knee. Yeah, uh, Maybe that skin knee uh, helps another soul be saved, or maybe it brings glory to God in some other way. Yeah. It's not all about you. Yeah. there, There's, I think John Piper says something like um, the Bible, the verse that says he's counted every hair on your head or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he says something like uh, missionaries, God knows every one of the dead missionaries hair. Yeah, and the whole point of that is that just because he knows you by name doesn't mean he won't allow things to happen. Because ultimately, for the Christian, I mean, go back an episode. Right, we we awake in paradise. Like, yeah. okay, all right, I I passed from this life, but I wake in paradise. So that's wonderful. Proverbs fourteen twenty seven, the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life, that one may turn away from the snares of death. Yep. So you move once again uh, as a believer from death to life. Uh, and fear of the Lord shows opens your eyes yeah. to how the world really works. And how can you fear the Lord in the way that, that the Bible means it and that we're explaining it uh, without knowing him? And to know him is to love him. There's yeah. not there's not a thing where you're like, I mean, I know God perfectly, but I don't like him. Yeah. I think, I think that the word fear has so many negative connotations. When people read this, they can only think of... Well, uh, so we have to be scared to death. Yeah. See, and then the uh, the other side to throw the baby out with the bathwater is to go. No, 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 God is all love. Right, there's He's all love. We I just love. There's nothing to fear. Now we don't have to fear Him at all. Right. Uh, go go listen to Jonathan Edwards. Sinners in the hands of an angry God. Yeah. That'll wake you up. Yeah. Really quick. So so there is there's the, that is true. God is love, but we should fear Him and respect Him as the Creator and, and Sustainer of all things mm-hmm. in this universe. Uh, Proverbs Proverbs fourteen twenty six says, in the fear of the Lord, one has strong confidence and his children will have a refuge. Yeah, so the good father, again, if you are his children, the Bible is filled with this language. What Jesus says, what child who asks of his father, hey, dad, can I have a piece of bread? And and the dad goes, hee hee, here's a rock. Right. He's like, well, dad, can I have this? And uh, can I have a fish? He's like, yeah, sure, here's a spider or a snake. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like that's a cruel father. Right. 
And so Jesus says, no, God is your father in heaven. You want, when you pray, say our father, right? That you're in, you're in the fam. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hey fam, you're in here. Uh, and so we have refuge in him. It's not a, it's not a fear. Like we've been saying, it's not a fear of, of terror. Yeah. It's, it's a healthy, respectful fear of who God is and where you are in that economy. Yeah. You are creation. You are not creator. Right. First John four eighteen. there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. Yeah, so once again, there's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. A lot of times fear and anxiety Hmm. is tied together. And it's interesting here that love and fear are tied together because one of my biggest fears, and this is my only nightmare I ever have, not a fear, it's a nightmare. Hmm. And it's the same nightmare recurring, and it's in the dream, in the nightmare, my wife hates me. Yeah. That's my only, that's the only nightmare I ever have. I used to have nightmares where I was like pantsless on stage, you know, (laughs) or I was in a test at seminary and, you know, he's like, pop quiz on Deuteronomy. And you're like, what? You know, that was my fear. Now it's just that I, in my dream, my wife doesn't know me. Uh, And so my, my only nightmare is that I would not be known by my wife. Um, And so perfect love, perfect. uh, There is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear. And so to know that God, the father loves me, and that there is refuge and life and wisdom and knowledge in him alone, there should be no fear. I should have no fear. I should walk as a son every day of the rest of my life. It goes on. So 19 uh, says, we love because he first loved us. And that's speaking of God. So that's clarifying what kind of love he means. This isn't a, you know, I love so-and-so or, you know, all of the talk about love is love. Yeah. And all that. This is a love for God. And uh, that's what a perfect love cast out fear. That's God's love for us and our reciprocal reciprocating love for him. And lastly, so we'll end uh, fairly quickly here. Matthew 10, 28. This is the unhealthy fear. Uh, and do not fear those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. So this, these are the people in Romans three eighteen that Paul's talking about the people who have no fear of God, who fear the things of this world, fear the things that uh, they think, you know, heights and flying and all these things, these silly things that you can be anxious, but I get it. There are certain things that like, you know, like there should be no reason we're scared of clowns and windows, but we just have irrational fears, right? Everyone has irrational fears, but for people who are absolutely terrified it to the point where they can't leave houses and stuff like that, you should be free from that. Well, and this covers rational fears too. This covers the adults in the movie that are preying on children um, it says, do not fear those who kill the body. They're not talking about who are, make it scary. Terrorists. Yeah. This is uh this releases us from rational fears where we're afraid of dying. And so many people are so afraid of dying. That's what every horror movie is about. The people that are screaming down the hallway, trying to get away from the person that's trying to kill them. What they're afraid of is death, not the person trying to kill them. They yeah. don't want their existence to be snuffed out as they imagine. But this says, don't fear the people who can kill the body, but can't kill the soul. Because your soul is going to survive that, uh, that time in the haunted house. <laughs> yeah. So, so to sum it all up, if you are in Christ, yeah. if you are a believer, you have nothing to fear. Mm-hmm. You have nothing to fear. You have a father who loves you, who, who has numbered the hairs on your head, who if he provides for the sparrows, how much more will yeah. he provide for you? He loves you. He's watching out for you. Uh, and, it, and if it does come to a point where you are to the point of death, you will awaken paradise. You, we have nothing to fear in this world. Um, let me end the, all of this with the scripture. Let me let God have the last word here. Yeah. Okay. This is Matthew 6, 25 through 34. Therefore, I tell you, this is Jesus speaking. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Great question. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet our heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious or fearing, can add a single hour to a span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows what you need. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. 
Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Yeah. I love that. Tomorrow, tomorrow has its own issues, right. its own problems. In the news, there will be more disasters, more catastrophes, more terrorists. There will be evil men will be evil. And disasters will come because sin is in the world and the world has fallen. But we have hope yeah. that there is a creator, that there is a God who will make all things, all sad things come untrue and that all things will be put to right. And at the end of the day, we can rest our heads knowing that he's watching us, yeah. watching over us. And if you find yourself riddled with fear, irrational, irrational, there's a gospel part of this podcast. And that yeah. is uh, that Jesus Christ uh, came and joined creation. God came down and joined those that he had made. Uh, and he came for a purpose. And that was to redeem uh, those who would believe. And he died on a cross. He experienced uh, things that we couldn't imagine that, that would terrify us. But he experienced all of that and, uh, and lived a sinless life as a sacrifice before God. And it's in believing him and believing in him that, uh, that we can end up spending all existence from this point on uh, serving God, uh, which is uh, what we're built for. That's what, uh, what God made us to be. It's our penultimate reality. That's, that's what it's all about. And the Bible says if the sun sets you free, you're free indeed. Yeah. And that's from fear, anxiety, uh, all, all things. That's right. wonderful. Uh, this is the Nerd Gospel Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to interact with us, we have a Facebook page, The Nerd Gospel. Uh, you can find us there. You can talk with us. We post silly little things. It's a mm -hmm. place where you can post uh, nerdy, geeky things and also uh, Bible verses and just encouragement to mix one another. Mix them together, maybe. Yeah, mix them together. It's fun. <laughs> we just have fun with it. Uh, nothing too serious there, uh, but we have fun. So if you want to interact with us, you can do so there. You can find our website, thenerdgospel.com. Uh, that's a work in progress, mm -hmm. uh, but we're, we're all over the place now. You can find us if you want to find us. Yeah. So. And we would, uh, we hate to petition anyone for anything, but we would love our ratings and reviews. Um, it helps the podcast yeah. get to more people. If you think that this is something that other people would benefit from, hopefully you're enjoying it and you think others might, uh, yeah. please share it around and, and let people know that you listen. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I'm Heath. I'm Jeremy. Stay nerdy. God is bigger than the boogeyman. He's bigger than Godzilla or the monsters on TV. Oh, God is bigger than the boogeyman and he's watching out for you.